Hello, hello, let's go. Your man Flip Mozzie with Matt Fry's football and the Saxy Prince Yinka Allende. We're here right after the Vikings' second round pick, pick number 58, where are purple? They go with the Brian O'Neill clone, the offensive tackle out of Boise State, Ezra Cleveland. It's a great way the board fell for us here in the second round. Let's start with Matt. Matt, what do you think about this pick? Um, at, at 58, I love this pick. Um, I think we were hearing a little bit, you know, late in the process there that the Vikings loved Austin Jackson out of USC who went 18. Ezra Cleveland was the second name kind of there. And, you know, I think they were looking at him at 25, to be honest with you. And for him to fall all the way to 58, it's phenomenal for the team. Um, I don't love Ezra Cleveland's tape, right? Like, I think he's, uh, you know, he, he's got some issues on tape, but I felt that same way about Brian O'Neill. And I felt that same way about Colton Miller when the Raiders took him. And if you look at Ezra Cleveland's athletic profile, I was just saying, uh, you know, go on mockdraftable.com right now, look up Ezra Cleveland and look at that athletic profile. The, in terms of an athlete, he's fantastic. And it's really difficult for those kind of athletes to fail at the NFL level. Um, and I think O'Neill and, and Colton Miller are great examples of that. Awesome. Saxy, you know, Half of these clips they're showing on the TV right now for Ezra Cleveland. They've got Alex Madison running behind him. Uh, Cleveland is known to be a better pass blocker than run blocker right now. How do you think he fits in with the Minnesota Vikings? Well, I mean, obviously the Vikings were not only looking to upgrade at the, the offensive line, they, they needed to get some athletic players at the at that position especially at left left tackle i don't think riley reef is going to be the left tackle for very much longer uh you know he'll probably be here for a year or two but having a left tackle in the future is is exactly what the vikings need and you have a huge um athletic profile from uh, ezra cleveland that is going to be able to give the vikings their left tackle of the future um as well as you know, give him some versatility too. I mean, like not only having a guy of his, you know, having a guy of his stature, but I mean, he, he's a guy who uh, he is not fast, but he'll be able to, to hang with some of those, uh, um, those edge rushers that are, you know, that have played the Vikings for so many seasons. So uh, good pick, definitely something to give uh, Kirk Cousins to protect his, himself. And I, I, I love the pick. Um, I was definitely on team trade down just because the board was falling so well. Um, but the fact that you could hang tough, let the board fall to you, which I've been such an advocate of Vikings doing this um, uh, so far this year. Um, they let the board fall to them, and it, it's been paying off so well. You know, they, they, they addressed their three biggest needs in their first three picks, so you can't ask for more. And, hey, just to add to the trade discussion there, Yinka, I mean, you know, the Vikings still have 11 picks right now, so mm -hmm. it's not like we're, we're hurting for picks. And I – I know Rick likes to take 10 picks. He said that in the past. Um, but we could even package some of the picks we have left to move up and get another one of the guys who's falling on the board uh, at this point rather than trading down. So I, I think it's a pretty good idea. I, I think the question for me is, and I, I'd like to hear what you guys think, who's playing left tackle and who's playing left guard for us this year? 
<laughs> um, I would say Ezra's probably going to slot into your 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 uh, left tackle position, and then you probably kick uh, Reef in. Um, just because I, I think Reef at this point in the stage in his career it probably works a little bit better as a as, as a left guard. Um, but I, I could definitely see it flip flopping if they wanted to, you know, wait a year before kicking him out there, give him some time to continue to grow and stuff. I get that as well too. But I think I think having Cleveland on uh, as your tackle and then as your left tackle and then having uh, Reef as your left guard is probably the best scenario right now. But hey, you've 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 improved your offensive line uh, very quickly, and I don't think it's over. I don't think that you have to stop. I think you can still address the offensive line again. Um, I just don't think that you have to do it until, you know, a little bit later since they have two, basically two picks uh, from here on out for the rest of the draft each round. Yeah, it's a no brainer for me. You talk about taking Ezra Cleveland here. You're taking him to be that left tackle of the future. And the last thing you're going to do with a developmental player like that is start him one year, his first year at left guard, just to move him over to left tackle in year two. So this is a guy, maybe it doesn't happen right away. Maybe he doesn't start on day one. But when he does start, it's kicking Reef inside. It's putting Ezra Cleveland at left tackle and having the dream. Bookend tackles Brian O'Neill and Ezra Cleveland for the foreseeable future, protecting Kirk Cousins. I'm totally on board with that. I think um, if you look at Reef, right, like, What's Reef's biggest problem right now? I think it's with speed rushers around the edge. Uh, Ezra's going to help you with that problem. You kick Reef inside. You know, guys can beat you with quickness inside, but they can't beat you with speed around the edge and that sort of deal. And that's what Reef has the most problems with. I think it, it makes a lot of sense to put Ezra out at left tackle where we're going to want him to be for the future and, and put Reef at guard. So I think it's easy to argue this was a great pick from a needs perspective. People really like the athletic profile of Cleveland as well. But, you know, Yinka, you talked about the board. They still had Christian Fulton here on the board. They still had Denzel Mims here on the board. Now, the Vikings addressed those needs, wide receiver and cornerback in round one. But is that still the right pick? Is it right to go offensive tackle here? Or do you think there was higher value available? You know, that, that is a, a great question, Flip. Um, I, I definitely feel that, you know, I do like Christian Fulton. I, I know there was a lot of people who mocked him to us in the first round, uh, wanting to kind of be that wide receiver cornerback tandem that could happen if the board didn't fall the way that we wanted to. Um, but, you know, I, I, I will say that, uh, especially at the, the corner wide receiver and then uh, offensive line position. Uh, for those teams who are passing on guys like Fulton and Mims and all them, um, I think it is it is worrisome uh, when they're falling so quickly just because, um, you know, the hope is that they these are the guys who have highly coveted. But obviously some team who got a you know really close look at them are just like, maybe, maybe this is not our guy. Maybe we should look elsewhere. So... Um, it's good that they're that it's some of these guys are falling, but it makes me feel good that we've addressed um, some of the higher echelon guys at, at their position. Like, um, you know, I, I, I do think that, um, you know, I, I do think that uh, Jefferson was probably in that second tier at the very top of that second tier of wide receivers that we got. Uh, Jeff Gladney as well, too, in that second tier of, of cornerbacks. And then I would say Ezra Cleveland, 
is in that second tier as well too. So you are really, in my opinion, you're getting a lot of second tier top end guys who obviously could be first round picks or you know top second round picks, and you're still getting a ton of value for them. Um, so I'm okay with it just because I, I do know that that was a more of a need for the Vikings than anything else. So yeah, I agree with that. I think uh, with a wide receiver in the wide receiver and corner in the first right, wide receiver corner offense tackle with three big needs. Um, I would go Ezra Cleveland. I would go offensive line. I should say with our third pick, rather than a second wide receiver or a second cornerback. Um, I like Christian Fulton a lot. I kind of had him interchangeable with Gladney as a corner three in the draft. So obviously I'm thrilled we got Gladney. If we would have added Fulton as well, I would not have complained. Uh, Mims was my favorite of the receivers I thought would get to the Vikings. I didn't think Justin Jefferson would get to the Vikings. So I like Jefferson better than Mims, but I just didn't think it would be there. Um, so, I mean, if you had told me at the beginning of the draft, you can have one of Fulton, Mims, or Cleveland. I would have gone with probably Fulton first and then Mims second. But given the what we've done so far and the way, you know, uh, we needed all three positions, we've addressed all three positions. And I can't complain about uh, uh, Cleveland over Mims or Fulton. And Mims just went to the Jets, by the way, at 59 one pick after us. So. That's right. We got a lot of happy Vikings fans with the Ezra Cleveland pick. And we've got a lot of upset Packers fans because Denzel Mims does not fall to them. They don't get their wide receiver. He goes to the Jets instead. Final comments. You know, a lot of people started today, Friday, talking about a possible Trent Williams trade with the Redskins for a mid-round pick. Now with the Vikings getting an offensive tackle here, that may not be a priority anymore. How do you guys assess that, that, that this update, this evolution of the Vikings roster? Was it the right move to go with a rookie? Or do you think the Vikings missed out not getting the elite Pro Bowl left tackle in Trent Williams? So if we had gotten Williams for a day three pick, I would have been all for it. Um, also, I did not want to give Trent Williams a huge contract. So Trent Williams, I mean, if you told me two years ago the Vikings are going to get Trent Williams, I would have been ecstatic, right? And I would have paid him pretty much whatever he wanted. But he hasn't played football for a year, right? And uh, we found out, right, that part of the issue Williams has with the Redskins is that they misdiagnosed issues with he was having, he actually had cancer, right? So with the gap he's had in football, I can't say that I think he's going to come back and become a, you know, elite left tackle immediately for us again, right? And if we're going to trade for him and pay him a lot of money, and if we're going to give up a day two pick for him and then pay him a lot of money to play left tackle for us, you know, as a, a 32 year old, essentially, uh, that's a lot of risk there. And I think probably he's good enough and it's an important enough position that it would have been worth it. But at the same time, if we can get a guy who we think is our future, I, I think I like that a bit better. Great. Wide receiver, check. Cornerback, check. Offensive tackle, check. Prince, what's next on your Vikings wish list for this draft? 
Yeah, I, I still think I still think uh, cornerback and wide receiver are still a huge issue. So I'm I, I have been advocating so much to double dip. So third round picks, if you can find still some of those top end uh, corners that are still there. I mean, Fulton's still on the board. Um, Amik Robertson would be a great pick for in the in the third round. I love um, Amik Robertson. <clears throat> so I mean, and then you also again you have you have some of the the, the wide receivers that are are still on the board. Um, you know that the Vikings could explore if they wanted to take another swing at it. Because again, I'm I I love Jefferson, but uh, in with obviously with Adam Thielen, but I'm not I am not uh, sold yet that that is enough for the Vikings to kind of you know to kind of settle in on like hey we you know we're good at the position or whatever the case is. So um, not many on the board, not many on the board that I would say I recognize, um, <laughs> but you know. Honestly, I, I do think that you can still get some value. This is this is a, we we already knew that this was going to be a deep wide receiver class. Um, so again, taking another guy high and then taking even another guy in the fifth round, in my opinion, or sixth round, wherever you can. Uh, this is the draft to do that, and then that way these guys are all competing. Now I know some people are just like you can't have all these people on your on your squad, but the whole point is, in my opinion, is they're not they might not all be on the squad, but I want guys to compete. I want them to. Um, I want everyone to earn their spot. And I know that we want to say Tajay Sharp or, you know, uh, BB or whoever is behind, or VC behind them and all that stuff. Let them all compete. If they're ready to make the squad, if they're ready to be that third, fourth, fifth wide receiver, uh, I want them to earn it uh, each and every year. Because if you are the third, fifth, or sixth guy, not one and two, not that one and two shouldn't be competing either. Uh, but I want all those guys to compete. Because honestly, you, you have lost Stefan Diggs. That's a huge hole. Um, so you're likely going to have to make that up with two guys rather than just one other guy. Yeah, so for me, real quick, uh, corner offensive line, I think we needed two of them in this draft. Wide receiver is another one. Uh, We need more of a contested catch, like a bigger body guy. I think you've got Donovan Peoples-Jones, and I think you've got Antonio Gandy-Golden, who would be more like a fourth, fifth-round guy, but DPJ is on the board right now, who could be late third, early fourth, something like that. Um, who's an athletic freak, but kind of was held back by Shea Patterson there. Um, like I said, offensive line corner. And then also today, I think edge is kind of a need we need to address. I would love to address defensive tackle personally, like a pass rushing three technique, but I don't think they're going to do that. I think they are happy enough with Shamar Stefan, which uh, I don't need to get into right now. So <laughs> that's, that's a great summary, y'all. I, I think we're all happy with the Ezra Cleveland pick adding the rookie to Christian Fulton just went off the board. So just, Oh, Oh, there you go. Things happen Uh fast in the NFL draft. At least we got our guy. At least we got Justin Jefferson. At least we got Jeff Gladney. Thanks for listening. Y'all. 